It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am the host and... Uh, I say this show is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and things that affect the church. Show number 1079 today. Our rules, we don't talk sports, politics, doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And that has worked out very, very well over the years now. Getting close to 20 years we've been doing this show. Interviewed a lot of people. And that reminds me to invite you, if you are involved in Christian ministry, why don't you call me? Let's get you on the show. We pre-record. Have it ready for Sunday morning, 8 o'clock here on 94.1. I'd love to have you here in the studio talking about ministry. What God is doing in your life and your ministry People want to know, and we've got to tell the story because if we don't tell it, who's going to tell it for us? And uh, we get to tell it the way it is. Sometimes when other people tell our story, they don't always get it right. And uh, see, we're about the church, the glorious church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ. And here on the 3rd of July, here in this great nation, we were able to freely go to the house of the Lord and proclaim our allegiance and our alliance to Father God. And uh, just to be thankful that we live in the land of the free. And may it always be that way. We should never take it for granted because we don't know all that's uh, down the road. All we know is that right now we're free. But I do believe that there are those who would oppose our freedom. And I believe that there are those who would come against our freedom. And I believe that there is a spirit that would uh, come against our freedom. I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. We start our Sunday morning services at 11.05. And today, it's all patriotic. We've got some uh, uh, videos we're going to show. We're going to be doing a little pageant. And we're going to sing. And we're just going to celebrate America. So why don't you come and join us today? Bring the family. I believe that you're going to enjoy our presentation today. It's always a lot of fun when we do these things. And so that... Like I say, you're invited. Come out and worship with us. We're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue on the right-hand side of the road. You'll see our sign there on Sunday morning. Like I say, we love visitors at Freedom Road. We can find these shows on the podcast, 1079. Just type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee. It'll come up, and there's all kinds of talk shows and the daily broadcast they're there for you to listen to and that they would minister to you 
And you can always share these with friends and families. That's a good thing about being on the podcast. It just stays out there. Whereas uh, when it goes on air, if you catch it, well, that's great. But if you don't, then you're going to miss it. This way you can go to the podcast and you can pick it up there and it'll be a blessing to you. Go to frcm.us. That's our website. And it'll tell you all about the ministry of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. And also, you can check radiogospel.us, and it'll tell you about the different things that we're doing on the radio. So why don't we just go ahead and kick the program off today with some patriotic music by Gold City. They do a good job on that. <laughs> they do. That's Gold City in their patriotic melody. And um, I like to play that when I'm over at the uh, fireworks. Because what we do at Freedom Road uh, on the 4th of July, we just open the place up and let people come. And we'll have water there for you and hot dogs. And people are just sitting around watching the uh, fireworks. And I like to get me a chair and sit out there on the street by the road there where you can see the fireworks coming up over the prison. And uh, I put my headset on and play that. And it just really adds to the, the fireworks coming up over the buildings over there. And it's just really neat. It really is. So I always take that with me and play that patriotic melody. But speaking of the 4th of July, now, uh, Tom Brown Park, that's the place where all the festivities take place. I have never been down in the park during the 4th of July. Maybe this year I may just venture down there and see what's going on. But uh, a lot of folks come out and they don't want to go down to the park. And so they they'll come along there on the side of the road. Well, you can't park out on the street, but you can come on in to the uh, Crescent Park Center there. Now, there's parking uh, behind the buildings and different places. And then you can come on over to Freedom Road and just enjoy a fellowship. We're going to have our, our cornhole set up out there and maybe some other type of games and stuff. But most of the people just sit around and just get to know one another. And we've been doing this ever since we've been over there, about seven, eight years. And it's just been an awful lot of fun. We get to meet people. And like I say, we'll have uh, hot dogs for you. We'll have uh, uh, some uh, bottles of water for kind of a warm evening. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. So that's an invitation to you. I know that... Uh, before we moved over there, my wife and I, we used to go down to the plaza there where the food lion used to be. There's a Dollar General down there now. But it got to where there were so many people in there that we just kind of, we kind of felt funny. Like maybe if something were to go wrong here, we couldn't get out of here. So we, we just decided to just move on up the street. But back in those days, you couldn't hardly find a place to park anywhere up in there. But... Uh, the last few years, the crowds haven't been quite what they have been in other years. So that's a good place, Crescent Park Plaza. They're right across from the prison. You can come on in there, and there's generally park. And, and then before the fireworks start, come on over to the church and, uh, and just enjoy fellowship with us. Enjoy the hot dogs and the water, and we'll just have a good time, okay? And then you can watch the fireworks from right there. 
It's a lot of fun. It really is. I like the 4th of July. I have enjoyed it always because it's just a, to me, it's just a, a time to celebrate, but it isn't an overly strenuous holiday. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to buy presents for people. Just enjoy the celebration and just thank God for America. Now, see, here's the thing. America, from our foundings, even before our uh, foundings as far as our Declaration of Independence and those things, there were struggles. I've been reading a book. It's called 1776. And it just goes back and it just gives us the history. And there's a lot of things in there that uh, you may not be familiar with names and dates and events and things like that. But one of the most incredible stories that I've read in that book and in another book about what took place in Boston, this is all leading up to the time that America wins its independence. And we were described then as being the rebel army. <laughs> the the revolutionary forces, the Continental Army, uh, the colonists, we were the rebels. And they had uh, been marching through the uh, New England areas and conquering and, and moving the British out. And then they got to Boston. And so the rebel army had, had uh, sieged Boston. And things were getting kind of, kind of, for the people who lived in the city of Boston and, of course, for the, the um, people who were loyal to the king. And Washington had brought his army up, but they were so short on uh, gunpowder, and they really didn't have the, the guns to be able to, to take the city. And so it was kind of a standoff. And so somebody came up with the idea of going up to uh, um the Lake Ticonderoga and the old fort there, that there were cannons because we had conquered that area and had driven the British out, and there were cannons up there. But to get them down to Boston was going to be quite a feat. But they did it. They did it. And they had to, they had to drag them in the snow. They had to put them on rafts and bring them the water. I mean, it was quite an ordeal. But they brought them down there, and then they they spent the night setting up a barricade and stuff on the backside of this big hill that, for some reason or other, the British had not defended. And when morning came, those uh, British there in the city of Boston they looked up on that hill, and there was Washington's army sitting up there with these cannons. And they knew <laughs> that was trouble. So they got together, the British force, they said, well, we're going we're gonna to charge the hill and we're going to take those cannons. And so they got prepared to do it. And then a big storm came up. And that storm lasted for three days. And when finally the storm abated, they decided to meet halfway on that hill to negotiate. And both armies 
came to the conclusion that this was an act of God. And so the conflict didn't happen, and there was no loss of life, and the British told Washington, they said, uh, you sit up on that hill and you watch. Give us three days and we'll evacuate the city. If you fire on us, we'll burn it down. And so for three days, Washington's army sat up on that hill and watched. And the British were packing up. They loaded up ships. And they sailed away. <laughs> and then Washington brought his army in and took over the city. I find that just to be an interesting piece of history that most people have never heard the story. But I say it was an act of God. I believe it was an act of God. I believe that God intervened. And uh, you see, I believe that uh, God loves humanity. At any time that lives could be spared and uh, there not be loss of life, I think that's pleasing to the Heavenly Father, which brings us to our modern day and uh, history. I mean, we're right in the cusp of history when uh, our Supreme Court has said that this uh, diabolical law that's been the law of the land for almost 50 years has been dissolved. Now, that doesn't mean it's over. Because, like I say, it it goes back to the states. The states will make decisions, and there will still be babies being murdered. And I do. I, re, I that's the way I look at it. I mean, just it's just so hard for me to even imagine that there would people be people so calloused that they could just, without much thought, give a child or take a child's life. I'm talking about those who perform the procedures. I think that any woman who's gone through this, this uh, I think it's a difficult time for any woman to make that decision. Now, maybe if she's done it three or four times, maybe they've become calloused about it. But, uh, well, like I say, this is, the, this is the history, history at the moment. And I do believe a reprieve for a lot of innocent children who they themselves did no harm. This is America. The Oak Ridge Boys. Love this land, we take our stand. This is America, and uh, thank God. <laughs> My years of living in this country, I'm so, so thankful that I've had the privilege to be an American. I've served in the military, I was in the United States Navy, and I salute all of our servicemen who either are active or you were um, active at one time, you're now a veteran, my thanks to you and my appreciation.
appreciation for your service that you have given to help freedom ring. So we do. We celebrate the uh, founding of our nation and uh, what a glorious time it was. The thing that I've just been amazed at is just reading books, history, about the founding of this country if there ever was something that shouldn't have been, as far as the logics of it, this should have never happened. I mean, I mean, most people don't realize that the colonies or the colonists, they were not united in this endeavor to throw off the uh, King of England as far as its rule. There were many, many people in America at that time who were very content to be under the, the uh, heavy hand of King George. And so the number of people who actually were involved in the rebellion was relatively small in comparison. And then you had these 13 different colonies who were all very, very independent and, uh, they didn't, they didn't see eye to eye to one another. And for them to come together the way they did is amazing. And, and something else that people are often not aware of is the role that Virginia played in the whole thing. Because it would not have come together had it not been for Virginia. And uh, the, uh, well, just first of all, uh, Virginia was a very prosperous colony and many of the people who came from them talk about politicians and things were very persuasive and uh, the, it was it was through much of the influence of Virginia and, and you may not know this but the first six presidents of the United States I'm not talking about continental presidents remember there were nine before Washington became the official president after things were renegotiated and uh, there became more of a central government. Then Washington was made president. There were nine continental presidents before who had very little power. And all the different states did different things. But again, the influence of Virginia and the, and the uh, first six presidents of the United States were all from Virginia. We call it the Virginia Dynasty. That just tells you the influence of that one state. Now, keep this in mind. Washington was a very humble man. And uh, he was not a person who was jumping up and down and saying, hey, make me the commander of the uh, uh, colonies or the, the, of the uh, Continental Army. And I'm reading this from this book, 1776. It was a matter of record that Washington had been retired from military life for 15 years, during which he had not even drilled a militia company. His only Prior experience had been in backwoods warfare, a very different kind of warfare, and most notably in the Braddock campaign of 1755, 
which had been a disaster. He was by no means an experienced commander. He had never led an army in battle, never before commanded anything larger than a regiment, and never had he directed a siege. Washington was quite aware of his limitations. In formal acceptance of the new command on June 16, 1775, standing at his place in Congress, he had addressed John Hancock. I am truly sensible of the high honor done me in this appointment. Yet I feel great distress from a consciousness that my abilities and military experience may not be equal to the extensive and important trust. However, as the Congress desires it, I will enter upon the momentous duty and exert every power I possess in their service for the support of the glorious cause. He knew he might not succeed, and he gave Congress fair warning, but least some unlucky event should happen unfavorable to my reputation. I beg it may be remembered by every gentleman in the room that I this day declare with the utmost sincerity I do not think myself equal to the command I am honored with. And then he said to his wife Martha, he told her, he said, I did everything I could avoid, or, or, or everything that I could, to try to avoid this appointment. But yet, they believed he was the man for the job. And, uh, well, as, as it says, history proves things out. And, uh, when when you look at the army that he was given to command, it was not a trained army like the like the British army. They were a ragtag bunch. They suffered so much at Valley Forge and in other places during these those long winters. But yet God in his mercy chose to allow this nation to succeed and become this great people. And when you look through history and all the things that's been accomplished by this great nation, you see, I believe that it's the influence of God. And I believe that God has indeed blessed this nation. And I believe there are those who would destroy it if they could. But I am like Mr. Lee Greenwood. And I said, God bless the USA.
you heard the uh, account by General Schwarzkopf when the Desert Storm was about to take place, and of course some of you are, you're probably not even old enough to remember this, but I remember it very, very well. That was the, the line in the sand during the first Bush administration, the, the, the father, H.W. Uh, Bush. And um, it was, well, basically, you take that army back across the line into Kuwait, or we're going to war. And so the clock ticked down, and the moment came. And <laughs> General Schwarzkopf said that the first thing they did was that uh, they prayed, and they played that song, God Bless the USA. And then the war started. <laughs> and that's an amazing account. Well, but that's that's history. And uh, sometimes I just like to talk about history because, well, <laughs> one thing that I have learned. Now, this is a little thing that I do at youth camp. I I'm, I'm the official officiate the dodgeball, and I've been doing this for years. And so when it comes to the time of who's going to get the ball first, I bring the captains together and I ask them a history question. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Oh, my goodness. Do, does anybody study history anymore? The, the thing is, that you've heard the old saying, if you, if you don't know it, you're doomed to repeat it. There's so much to be learned and so much to know about this great country in which we live. I mean, we've been through times, hard times. That's why when um, when we have things happen, such as we're we're experiencing now, and we've we've had this uh, tremendous uh, Supreme Court decision come down. Uh, this this thing that's been the scourge of the land, in my opinion for almost 50 years has been set aside. And now we have people rioting in the streets and, and all these things, and you go, oh, we're going we're gonna to fall apart. No, that's not been our history. Our history is that we, we rise above these things. But I do believe that it is the hand of God. It's the hand of God that has caused us to be able to survive all the trials and all the things that we have endured. And I believe that there will be better times. It's something I'm just kind of curious about. I'm just going to share this with you. We're just family here. I'm going to be curious to see how God looks down upon the different states and how they react to this. And God's blessings, as God's blessings flow from the decisions that these different state legislatures are going to make concerning the sanctity of life. It'll just be something interesting to watch and observe. If you've just tuned in, I'm Pastor Jack King. I am the host of the Gospel on the Radio talk show, have been now for almost 20 years. And uh, 
we generally have people in the studio. We interview people from all different perspectives of ministry. And, of course, I'm inviting you, if you are involved in Christian ministry, to call me, area code 850-567-1703. Let's get you here in the studio, and let's talk about passion. What's the passion of your heart concerning the call of God in your life and what God is doing? But I want you to do that. Call me. But like I guess say, we generally interview people, but on these special days, 4th of July, Easter, I generally just do a show and we just talk about what's what's before us. And uh, today is we are honoring the 4th of July. But there are some things that you need to know, and one of them is something I just mentioned, youth camp. Man, I'm telling you, it's coming up fast. Now, here we are in July, July 18 through 22. It's a full week of youth camp for ages 8 through 18. We run two camps side by side, a junior camp and a senior camp. And I'm telling you what, God moves. We see young people come to Christ. We see young people call to the ministry. We see people experience the Holy Spirit for the first time. I'm telling you what, <laughs> it's a powerful ministry. It's $150, cheap, very cheap to be able to spend a whole week there. You can go to radiogospel.us. There's a place there to click on for youth camp. You can register your children there, or you can call me for more information, area code 850-567-1703. Let's get them signed up, get them ready for camp. Also, if you'd like to make a donation just to help to make the camp a success, 526 East 8th Avenue, Tallahassee, 32303. I've made this challenge on the music show that comes on Saturday nights at 7 o'clock here on 94.1, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. I had an old Marine just for several years now. So I want to send a kid to camp. And he gives me the money for the registration. And I shared that on the air, and I had a call from a, someone in the Coast Guard. And so I said, well, we got the Marines on board. We got the Coast Guard, Coast Guard on board. Of course, I'm Navy. So I've been challenging the Army and the Air Force. I said, hey, would you like to get involved in this too? But it's for a good cause. Something else, tomorrow night at the American Legion, it's a Highway 316. Good gospel music. You'll enjoy it. 6.30, that's the American Legion on Lake Alla Drive, uh, right there, right off Monroe Street, across the road from the Publix. You turn right there on Lake Alla Drive and just right on to your right, you'll find the American Legion. Come on out tomorrow night, 6 o'clock or 6.30, and enjoy Highway 316. And some other singers as well. We do have a good time. And I get the privilege to be able to announce that to you. <laughs> and uh, we just appreciate you so much. Make sure you tune in Monday through Friday for the daily broadcast. It's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. We have a, a, just a wonderful privilege in this country that we could go on the radio and preach and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now there is a song. And uh, please forgive me if I, if I seem a little redundant. But I enjoy this little song, and I generally play it on the 4th of July. 
because to me it's uh, well it just kind of talks about those who have given it all G.I. Joe he was Millie. a streetwise kid from Philly just 19 and 44 G.I. Joe and Lily is my father and my mother It gets me every time. <laughs> every time I hear that song, it just tugs at my heart because, well, that's just one of the multitudes of men and women who have given so much that we might be free. And if you are one of them, thank you. Thank you for your service. If you've never been in the military, <laughs> don't even think that you know what it's about because you don't. And when uh, I remember when I did, uh, you know, they, they, they have you in a big room and, and uh, there's a, a whole bunch of us <laughs> there. And all together we take the oath. And... Uh, I look back on that now and uh, realize what an awesome moment that was when I took the oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. And in essence, what you are saying is, look, if I'm called upon to lay down my life, I'll do it. And you just think about some of the wars and the conflicts that this nation has been through. When I think about those men who got off those boats on those beaches during World War II, and, uh, and, they, and they can see what's already happened to others who've gone before them. They can see the, the carnage there on the beaches. But they go anyway. My goodness, it's just, it's just amazing. But God has so blessed us as a nation. And uh, my prayer would be that, that we'd never go into another war, that there'd never be that type of a conflict, that there would just be peace. And that's why. When I finish up these shows here on the talk show and on the music show, I always pray, Lord, peace, peace around this world. I pray, God, that even now, there in Ukraine, that, that uh, there would be an end to the conflict. Too many lives have already been lost in that conflict. Lord, for peace. You know, I read about the, the scripture about the days of Solomon and the uh, that was miraculous. That was the hand of God upon the nation of Israel that during the reign of Solomon there were no wars. And you compare that to the days of David. That's the reason why David wasn't allowed to build the temple because he had blood on his hands. He'd been a man of war. But God brought peace during that whole time of Solomon's reign as he built the temple. <laughs> 
It's amazing. It's amazing. But it tells you what God can do if we seek him. And that's my fondest desire. That as a nation, that there would be such a spirited revival that would just sweep across this land that people would seek the true and the living God and uh, say, God, let your blessings flow and smile upon this nation and let us live in peace. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's just good to spend this time with you. I'm going to start a process here as we finishing up the show, a little patriotic Well, the music. seven red and six it's white stripes stars. of old glory have not changed since 1818. The five-pointed stars have been rearranged many times as new states have added their names to the Union. There are 50 stars that spread across a beautiful field of blue. There are 50 states they symbolize and the struggles they went through. A million stories could be told of the way this country grew. And the 50 stars that spread across a beautiful field of blue. After decades of growing conflict with Great Britain, the colonies of Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Georgia, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maryland, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Virginia, New York, North Carolina, and Rhode Island declared their independence and against incredible odds won the Revolutionary War. Vermont became a state the same year the Bill of Rights became part of the Constitution. Kentucky and Tennessee extended the country far to the west. In 1803, with the Louisiana Purchase, the United States doubled in size, and soon Ohio, Louisiana, Indiana, and Mississippi added their stars to the flag. Illinois, Alabama, and Maine brought the number of states to 23. Missouri, Arkansas, Florida, and Texas were added as slave states amid growing controversy and tension, while Michigan, Iowa, and Wisconsin came into the Union as free. And then California brought statehood to our Pacific shore. Minnesota, Oregon, and Kansas were added to the nation as dissension led to the tragedy of civil war. West Virginia and Nevada became part of the Union during the conflict. Then Nebraska became the 37th state. The nation had nearly been torn in two, and yet it had survived. Oh, 
Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota, Washington, Idaho, and Wyoming filled in the beautiful lands of the Northwest with new states. 46 the crossroads of the West, Utah, was the last state of the 19th century, and the Sooner State of Oklahoma became the first of the 20th. In the sunny Southwest, New Mexico and Arizona had become states by 1912, and it seemed the nation was complete. But in 1959, we added the tropical Hawaiian Islands and a huge state of Alaska. There are 50 stars that spread across a beautiful field of blue. Fifty stars is spread across a beautiful field of blue. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show celebrating the 4th of July, the birth of our great nation. And I'm so thankful to have you along today. And I just hope that you celebrate heart and that you're thankful for the great land that God has given us. Go to church today. And if you don't have a church to attend, come on out to Freedom Road 720 Capital Circle Northeast, and we're going to have a special uh, celebration at the church. We'll have a lot of the sort of, sort of same sort of thing we're doing right here on the radio, but uh, we're doing it live. Of course, there'll be a videos, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So this is your invitation, 1105. You can check us out on the web, frcm.us is our website there. You can find out all about us. And, of course, uh, we're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. If you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. We're in the storefront there, but you'll see our sign. We love visitors, love families coming to worship with us. We're going to close it out with some uh, more patriotic Music. The opening measures of our national anthem cause us to rise in honor, not only for the United States, but also for the patriots past and present who have laid down their lives to defend our nation. Singing its words reminds us how wonderful it is every time we see that star-spangled banner wave. Yeah.
home of the brave. The United States of America. We celebrate today. And Father God, we are so thankful today that we are privileged to live in this great land. Lord, I know we have challenges. Father God, I pray you'd help us. And Lord God, let us forever look to you and to acknowledge your greatness and what you have done to cause this nation to be great. Father God, I do pray for peace. I pray for peace around the world. I pray, God, that we would not have to be involved in any more conflicts and the loss of life. And we do pray for the people in Ukraine. God, that that war would come to an end. Father, we pray for our churches, for our pastors. We pray, God, that the Spirit of God would lead us in all that we do. Father, we do pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.